Welcome to the SWIB podcast, where members of the Wisconsin Retirement System can turn for timely information on the investments that help fund the state's pension system. I'm Chris Preisler, Communications Specialist for the State of Wisconsin Investment Board, or SWIB. And I'm Dusty Weiss, producer of the podcast. While the investment management of the fully funded Wisconsin Retirement System may be more well-known, SWIB also manages several other smaller trust funds, including the State Investment Fund, or the SIF. The SIF is a pool of cash balances of various state and local government units created by state statute. In managing the SIF, SWIB works on behalf of local governments, managing the approximately $3.5 billion in the local government investment pool. SWIB makes world-class investment expertise and performance available to even the smallest municipalities by managing the LGIP for them. Today, we're going to talk with Andrea Ruiz, Portfolio Manager for the State Investment Fund. We're going to talk to Andrea about the role the SIF plays not only for local governments, but the WRS. We will also ask her about some of the challenges she and her team have had to navigate. The SWIB podcast is a regular opportunity for you to learn more about the people and funds that comprise the Wisconsin Retirement System. Please make sure you subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Share this podcast with your fellow WRS members and leave a review on Apple Podcasts so it's easier for other members to find this show. Joining us today is Andrea Ruiz, Portfolio Manager for the State Investment Fund. Andrea joined SWIB in 2007. She earned her bachelor's degree in accounting from the University of Wisconsin La Crosse and her master's degree in business administration from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Andrea, welcome to the SWIB podcast. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Andrea, before we dive into the inner workings of the State Investment Fund, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? What's your background? How did you wind up at SWIB? Certainly. As Chris mentioned previously, I am a portfolio manager working on the State Investment Fund, but I also work on SWIB's short-term credit portfolio and SWIB's internally managed Treasury Inflation Protected Securities Index, both of which are part of the WRS. I've worked for the state of Wisconsin for nearly 20 years and specifically with the State Investment Fund for nearly 16 years. My experience has covered a wide range of market environments from the great financial crisis to the long periods of zero interest rate policy to the higher inflation of the past couple of years. Let's talk a little bit about the State Investment Fund, or the SIF. When people think of SWIB, they usually think first of the Wisconsin Retirement System. Although the WRS is the largest fund managed by SWIB, there are several other smaller funds SWIB manages, including the Injured Patients and Families Compensation Fund, the State Life Insurance Fund, the State Historical Society Trust Fund, the University of Wisconsin System Trust Funds, and the SIF, which you and your team oversee. What is the SIF? Well, the SIF, as you mentioned earlier, was created by state statute, and it is a cash fund comprised of three groups of participants, the Wisconsin Retirement System, the state and its agencies, and local governments through their investment in the local government investment pool, also known as the LGIP. Prior to 1975, the SIF only included retirement trust fund cash balances pending longer-term investment and the state's cash management funds. However, in 1975, the local government investment pool was created to provide a secure investment option for all Wisconsin local governments, including counties, cities, villages, towns, school districts, and other public entities. By pooling local government funds with state and retirement funds, local governments gained access to the economies of scale that have benefited the WRS and the state and its agencies for many years. The local government investment pool provides local governments with the best of both worlds, overnight availability and improved earnings. Actually, there are over 1,300 local units of government that have accounts with the state investment fund. 
SWIB's investment management of the local government investment pool has provided participating communities rates of return on their funds comparable to national money market funds during changing and challenging economic cycles. The SIF's returns consistently rank among the best when compared to other government money market funds. SWIB's investment strategy for the state investment fund seeks enhanced returns through the active portfolio management, which considers both the markets and our house view on expected changes in the path of interest rates. The state investment fund emphasizes safety, liquidity, and stability as a means of limiting the risk of possible losses. One interesting fact about our state investment fund is that its asset under management are constantly changing. In fact, the state investment fund has ranged from approximately $7 billion to $25 billion during my time working on the fund. And what is the overall objective of the SIF and where is the money in the fund invested? The investment objectives of the SIF are to provide liquidity, safety of principle, and competitive rates of return. In order to meet these investment objectives, the state investment fund is invested primarily in obligations of the U.S. government and its agencies, with a small amount of the fund in high-quality commercial bank and corporate debt obligations. So what you're saying, Andrea, is that the SIF is basically a money market or a cash fund. Can you explain a little bit more about what that means in practice? Sure. The state investment fund is an internally managed cash fund. Participants in the fund can make same-day deposits and withdrawals to meet their cash flow and investment needs. SWIB works closely with the Department of Administration, who administers the program. This is similar to how an individual may use a money market fund to earn more on their idle cash than they would get paid in a checking account. The local governments, the state, and the WRS deposit their idle cash in the state investment fund to earn a higher rate of return while still meeting the investment objectives of safety and liquidity. Money market funds are a vital piece of the liquidity, sometimes called the financial plumbing, of the market. According to the International Monetary Fund, money markets provide those with funds, banks, money managers, and retail investors, a means for safe, liquid, short-term investments, and they offer borrowers, banks, broker-dealers, hedge funds, and non-financial corporations, access to low-cost funds. Money markets are often overlooked in discussions of the markets, yet they are an important tool for investors. So is the role the SIF plays for the WRS different than the role that it plays for the LGIP? No, it's not. The SIF serves the same role in cash management for the WRS as it does for the LGIP and the state and its agencies. All participants use the SIF to invest their idle cash, which allows them to access that cash quickly, should they need it, but still offers a competitive rate of return. Because interest rates are currently so high, the SIF is yielding approximately 5.3%. That's a 20-year high. Andrea, we've had some common themes that we've discussed when talking about the challenges investors have been facing. Inflation, the debt ceiling, interest rate hikes. Your portfolio has faced the same challenges, hasn't it? Absolutely. We refer to the space we invest in as the front-end market. This just means that most of what the SIF invests in matures within a year, hence the front-end of the yield curve. This space is actually really interesting because oftentimes, stresses in the market begin to show early on in the front-end markets. For example, in 2019, we started to see cracks in the market as funding costs skyrocketed due to squeezes in the repo market. The repo market is an important source of short-term funding in the broader market. In a repo transaction, an investor lends money to another counterparty, such as a bank or broker-dealer, and receives in return collateral, such as treasury securities, that the investor could take in the event that their counterparty doesn't return their money. Meanwhile, the investor earns some interest on that trade. In most instances, the collateral is posted to the investor overnight while their counterparty has their cash, and when the cash and interest are returned the next day, the collateral goes back to the banker broker-dealer. 
As a result of the funding squeeze in 2019, the Fed stepped in with their own repo facility to ease the volatility in funding rates in the repo market before these pressures impacted the broader market. So, Andrea, I know that earlier this year, the big story was how close the U.S. came to defaulting on its debts. And the government did avoid a national default that would have been an economic disaster for the country. But the time leading up to the Senate actually approving that debt deal caused some concerns for you and your team. Can you tell us a little bit about that? The debt ceiling chaos certainly posed some unique challenges. I had an advantage in that I have been in the industry long enough to have managed through a similarly heated debt ceiling debate in 2011. As mentioned previously, the SIF buys a lot of treasuries because they are safe in liquid securities. However, during this time, we were reluctant to buy treasuries that would mature during the window when the U.S. could have breached that debt limit. The reason for our hesitancy was that should we own the securities that matured after the debt limit was hit, there was no guarantee that we would be paid at maturity. This is a problem because the SIF relies on those maturities to be able to meet withdrawals from the fund. As we all know, a last-minute resolution was reached. However, knowing with certainty the exact date when the Treasury will hit the limit can be challenging. Using this year's debt ceiling as an example, the U.S. hit the debt ceiling in early 2023. However, the U.S. Treasury used extraordinary measures to extend the actual date months beyond that. We saw estimates during this year's Treasury debt ceiling debate that the actual X date, that's the date when the Treasury would run out of money, would be anywhere from June to September. And as we got closer, the date range narrowed, but it can be challenging to manage without knowing with certainty what date you are managing to. Once we got past the debt ceiling, the Treasury had to issue a large amount of Treasury securities. The Treasury's most recent forecast is for $1.8 trillion of issuance in Q3 and Q4 of this year. This extra supply has caused Treasury securities to auction fairly cheap, providing the SIF with incrementally higher returns. This sounds like an instance that really highlighted the active management of your team as you navigated the hurdles as this all played out. This was certainly an opportunity for the team to shine. We were able to position the portfolio so that in the event of a default, we were ready and able to meet all withdrawals that could be requested. I am certainly proud of the way the team handled that event. Now, certainly another topic that has been top of everyone's mind has been the interest rates. We've watched as the Federal Reserve has continued to hike interest rates in an attempt to control inflation. How has that changed the way that you have been managing the SIF? I mean, for a long time, interest rates were at or near zero, and now we're dealing with rates that are at decade highs. Do you manage differently with the higher interest rates that we see now? Interest rate hikes have an interesting impact on cash and money market funds. These funds are a type of fixed income product in that they are often invested in securities such as treasury bills that are adversely impacted by interest rate hikes. As is typical with most fixed income securities, as interest rates rise, the price of a bill, for example, falls. This is because an investor could go buy a similar bill with a higher interest rate than the one that they are already holding. As we have managed the SIF during this time of rising rates, we've kept that in mind and shortened our weighted average maturity. That means that the average time to maturity for securities in the fund shrunk so that the fund could quickly capture the higher interest rates each time there was a hike. This worked very well for the SIF in 2022 as the pace and magnitude of hikes greatly exceeded what was actually priced into the market at that time. Another interesting effect of higher interest rates is that cash and money market funds are actually yielding a pretty good return. In fact, net assets in money market funds are at an all-time high of about $5.5 trillion, in part because of the higher yields. Those are offering a valid place to park cash right now. 
So when you say position the portfolio, what does that mean and how difficult is it to set the portfolio up for these various scenarios? Positioning the portfolio means that we are getting in the portfolio, the investments in a place where we are able to accommodate all of the factors that we think about when we manage the portfolio. So one way that we position in this example is that we were able to shorten the maturity of securities that we purchased. So instead of buying longer securities, which you might want to do, in, for example, in a falling industry environment, should you think that the market is not pricing in some cuts at an appropriate pace, you might want to go longer and lock in a higher yield for longer. And if the market is surprised by those cuts, you would benefit because the exact opposite of what I spoke about early in terms of, for example, you buy a T-bill and it's yielding a certain rate. And then if there are rate cuts, new T-bills that are issued of similar duration or a similar time to maturity, those would be more valuable. The price would increase. So positioning means trying to set your portfolio up and the securities you hold within it in a space where it's most beneficial to the participants, to the investors. So the American Rescue Plan provided emergency funding for eligible state and local governments to respond to the COVID-19 emergency. As this money started flowing into the state and local governments that are part of the LGIP, it had an impact on the total assets you and your team were managing. For a time, it seemed like the SIF was hitting a new high in assets under management every month to where it is now around $25 billion. What did that growth mean for your portfolio management? And as the state and local governments pull that money to use it, does it change anything for you and your team? The climb in assets under management has been really interesting to watch. Not only did participants get fiscal stimulus that was deposited in the SIF, but additionally, strong tax revenues caused their coffers to grow. A good proxy for this is the state's rainy day fund, which is deposited in the SIF. Earlier this year, it grew to $1.8 billion, the highest ever on record. That certainly says something about where the state is at, fiscally speaking, that is. As far as how it impacts our management, well, the change we've seen in assets under management doesn't really have that meaningful of an impact on how we manage. The SIF is run with a high degree of efficiency and economies of scale, whether it's at $7 billion or $25 billion. Either way, it's a lot of money. Fortunately for the SIF, the very safe and liquid markets that it buys securities in can handle $7 billion or $25 billion without impacting liquidity. So, for example, instead of, say, a $10 million trade for a certain treasury bill, we may trade $40 million of that treasury bill. Either way, the market is highly liquid and can easily absorb those trade sizes. I mean, this has been a really fascinating peek under the hood of how this works here, Andrea. I did have one final question. I just wanted to ask, what are some of the challenges that you and your team are facing right now as we approach the end of the year? What's keeping you up at night? Well, I have to say the debt ceiling turmoil, which we talked about earlier, was actually much more challenging than anything we're seeing in the market right now for all the reasons we spoke about earlier. However, another challenge faced by the markets this year, including the front-end market, was the banking turmoil that we saw earlier in the year resulting in the failure of a few small to mid-sized U.S. banks. That had a ripple effect in the front-end markets. We saw spreads widen and investors moving into the perceived safety of large banks, treasury and agency securities. In fact, during that time, we saw the federal home loan banks that's an agency of the U.S. government, stepping up to provide much-needed liquidity to banks as investors became worried and slowed their willingness to lend to small and mid-sized banks. A little about the federal home loan banks. They serve a very large and important role in the financial plumbing of the markets. During the banking turmoil, they issued an unprecedented amount of debt, 
which they in turn lent to banks to offer a more stable source of funding than what the banks could find in the market during that time. The Federal Housing Finance Agency, or FHFA, who is the Federal Home Loan Bank's regulator, is due to put out a report on the Federal Home Loan Bank's activities sometime this month. We will be interested to see what that report has to say, especially after the pivotal role the Federal Home Loan Banks quietly played in helping calm the banking turmoil earlier this year. Finally, as we head into year end, we will continue to provide the same high level of management of the SIF that we always do, positioning the portfolio to manage around the economic environment, interest rate changes, and participant deposits and withdrawals. One of the current challenges is trying to develop expectations of the Fed's next move in the interest rate path, given that inflation remains stubbornly above its 2% target, while the Fed's restrictive stance may have further implications for the economy. Andrea, thanks for taking some time to talk to us today about the State Investment Fund and the work you and your team are doing at SWIB and for the state of Wisconsin. It was a great discussion. Thank you again for joining the podcast. Thank you. And thank you to all our listeners for checking out this episode of the SWIB podcast. The SWIB podcast is brought to you by the State of Wisconsin Investment Board with editing by Matt Covarubias and Emily Kasinger and produced by PodCamp Media. Branded podcast production for businesses, podcampmedia.com. Thanks again for listening. I'm Chris Preisler. And I'm Dusty Weiss.